Welcome back to This Week in Film. Week 42, I think. Wow. <laughs> in our brand new studio. Brand new studio. We're, we're sitting in our fancy new seats, enjoying the spectacular room. It's got the new smell to it. The brand new studio smell. Aroma. And we're joined by a brand new friend. Hello. Hi, Matt. <laughs> Hi. Uh, well, it's, it's well, an honor to be here. Slow down, Matt. We got to intro- I'm Nick Pananto, <laughs> joined by Ray Radaminki, as always. And you're listening to This Week in Film, the weekly podcast where we talk about the movies we watched this past week. And our new friend is Matt Vietri. So it's Vietri. Matt Vietri. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're really scraping the barrel, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we, have, oh. we have run out <laughs> of friends and coworkers. And we're with Matt. I've had to beg to be on here. Matt's, you know. Matt's got actual film experience, don't yeah, you? I did some much, things. Much like Charlie. Yeah. Well, in that case, get out. Yeah. <laughs> what um, happened to Charlie? He's gone now. He's no longer with us. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> he's gone to the big plus in the sky. Oh. And uh, so, Matt, we'll get to you in a little bit. Okay. But people will grow to love you. Yes, my mom did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, Ray, who going first? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, 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 I'll go first. <laughs> first. Uh, this week, I watched The Green Inferno, um, which is an Eli Roth film, if you guys know who he is, of hostile cabin fever fame. Pioneered the, what's it, uh, uh, oh, what's that word? Matt. Matt, what's that genre? His genre, of Eli Roth? like gross... Like torture porn? Torture, torture porn. porn. So glad you're here. Yeah. Oh, you guys yes. without me there? Um, oh, man. So, yeah, uh, this movie stars bad. a bunch of no names. Um, uh, Lorenza, Lorenza Izzo is the star of the film. She's actually Eli Roth's wife. Um, and she was also in Aftershock, another movie that he'd made about an earthquake, which I haven't seen, which I, apparently is terrible. Never even heard of it. Um, well, this movie is terrible, too. <laughs> um,. It is about a group of activists that go into the Amazon um, to try to stir up some uh, stir up some awareness on uh, these companies cutting down trees and killing natives in the in the rainforest. Um, which an admirable cause, right? Uh, I'm gonna and then they I'm get slur captured. Words. Apparently, I'm that tired. Captured and tortured by a tribe of cannibal, cannibalistic uh, Amazonians, if you will. Hmm. Um, yeah, the movie. Uh, I didn't like it at all. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, the the acting the acting is terrible. And, and now for like for a movie like this, um, like if you if you've seen Hostel, um, if you've seen Cabin Fever, the mo- the acting isn't great. But you can get past it with like a good story, um, some good uh, scary moments, stuff like that. Um, this movie just first off spends way too much time like setting up the plot and like setting up the reason why like these people are going into the woods and like the cause that they're trying to uh, you know bring out. Um, I, Eli Ross seems like he's trying to send a message to people about like cutting down the rainforest and stuff that just nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a torture porn movie. Like, I don't care about your your agenda on 
the rainforest right, and cutting yeah. down trees and I want to see somebody get eaten. <laughs> right, exactly. Hmm. So like the whole the whole movie, I kind of let it let the bad acting go, let this whole like half hour lead up to them getting to the rainforest go, just being like, all right, when we get to the rainforest, so shit's gonna go down. Like this is gonna get this is gonna right. be gory. This is gonna be bloody. Which it which it is. It's gory. It's bloody. But it just was it like the payoff just wasn't good. Like. It was stupid. The decisions some of the characters make, which in all horror movies can be bad, but like, are just so dumb. The writing is dumb. The dialogue is dumb. Just everything in this movie is just dumb. Um, and I was actually excited for it, and I, I wanted to see it in theaters when it came out in theaters. Um, I unfortunately wasn't able to, and I've been waiting to see it, and I just haven't gotten around to it. So when I finally got a chance to watch it uh, yesterday, I was really excited. And you know, within like 20 minutes, I was like, this, this movie is awful. Yeah. But I sat through it. it. It was probably about twenty minutes too long. Um, there's a there's a scene where they the plane a plane crashes. That's how they get to the this jungle. They're like in the in this plane after they did their whole like activist thing where they they like film take a video of these guys cutting down trees and the one girl, the main character almost gets killed by having a gun pointed to her head. They get they stream it all on like a live stream like Reddit or like a, what are the what's the website called. Uh, you live you stream or live live stream live leak live leak uh so it gets on the internet and they get all this like notoriety and then they get in a plane and the plane crashes and that's when they get captured by these cannibalists the movie should have just started with them on the plane like mm-hmm. i didn't need like i said i didn't need the whole like lead up to to the plane like it should have just started with a plane crash should have been like a 70 minute movie instead it was like an hour and 40 minute movie it was just way too long it sucked. <laughs> Ray is that's all his I, finger. That's yeah, all I man. say about it. Eli Roth, sorry. Matt, Matt, you saw it, right? You saw yeah, it. I, I did see it. Um, How'd you feel about I it? I felt like Eli Roth, uh, instead of paying homage to Cannibal Holocaust, uh, tried to rip it off and failed miserably. Uh, I tend to like Eli like Roth's yeah, movies. So I, I like his is, style a lot. Is Cannibal Holocaust that Italian yes. movie? Yeah. This movie like pays homage. Um, to uh, it's basically the same story, yeah. sort of, except for in Cannibal Holocaust, it's like uh, Blair Witchian, where it's like a POV movie. Uh, actually, funny story with that is like uh, the director was brought up on murder charges for that movie because right, he yeah. couldn't. He had to prove he didn't kill the actors. Uh, but really, yeah. Um, this movie, like. Green Inferno did not live up to this mo- that movie at all. Uh, like you were saying, you, it sh- the movie should have started with them on the plane. Didn't know you could have developed the reasons why these people were doing what they were doing while they're doing it instead of like showing their lives yeah, beforehand. Way, way too much of a lead up. It was, just, it was, it and was then the whole painful, the whole corporate thing they had uh, towards the end, the whole corporate tie-in. Yeah, uh, I felt was just really with, stupid. With them like interviewing her at the end. Yeah, but like the the, the I forget the character's name. I haven't seen this movie since I did pay to see it in theaters and mm, swore it all forever. Yeah, I watched it for free, by the way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you win. Ray's winning. But yeah, like one of the characters basically says like they were meant like to be stuck there or something like that. Like the, yeah, and the yeah and the. Uh, company knew about it and i thought that was just really unneeded and stupid oh they tried to put some kind of conspiracy yeah thing like into yeah it. like because they would shut down the the rainforest like the deforestation company for like a lot longer it was really just 
it just got really bizarre really quick. That's that's really a shame because uh, we were talking about this earlier, Ray. Um, I, I listened to an interview that the Eli Roth and his wife did. Um, I think it was the Doug Loves Movies from like a year ago when it was supposed to come out and then it got pushed back. Yeah, this movie was delayed a lot. I think they filmed it in 2012 and didn't come out until like 2015. Uh, and they spent a lot of time talking about the production, about how, you know, like they they had real Amazonian tribe people in the movie and they had no idea what a movie was right. and like what acting was and anything like that. And you're hearing them describe it and you think, well, this is either going to be kind of cool to see or really exploitative exploitive exploitative exploitative of like the indigenous people who don't know what's going on right and you're bringing a whole movie production into their neighborhood right and then they don't know what's going on and then you're gonna say well these people also eat people you know so uh, apparently they went the wrong way oh absolutely with it you know like didn't make it a fun movie no i mean i mean and you don't expect it to be that fun with like with the subject matter and there were right. there were a couple like 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 gory stuff like i like like that kind of stuff it doesn't really bother me like blood and everything like that um so like there were a couple like cool like moments of like people getting like eviscerated eviscerated um but and i also think too i don't know what version you saw matt but i did read that there was an uh, there was like a harder version like a hard hard more hardcore version hmm. i don't know if i what, saw that were you seeing people being like uh, slow cooked and like I, a slow cooker i, I, I have no idea <laughs> that's like that that's like a homemade <laughs> I, slow cooker i have no idea movie. i just heard, i heard that there was a there was a there was two versions there was a there was a hard there was a hard r and then there was like a an unrated version and i don't i don't know which version that i watched i, I mean the version I watched was pretty gruesome, but there were a couple scenes where, like, they, like, something happened and it was kind of, like, off camera, and I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to see that guy's eye get poked out or something like that. They, that, in the version I saw, the, I think the scene you're describing, they, like, showed his, uh, like... Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. But there was one where, like, they didn't show, I guess they didn't show one thing, and I was like, I wish they would have sh- showed that. So, I mean, it was gruesome. But maybe a little, maybe, maybe not, could have been yeah. more gruesome. That's kind of sick there, to say, but there is like one scene in that movie that I remember pretty vividly, where like a spoiler, a girl, the main character is getting ready to to be um, circumcised. I don't know, like uh, she's gonna, yeah, have her the, uh, gen, genital mutilation. There you go. Oh. Yeah, I don't wanna. I don't know if this is for kids. <laughs> that or is not. not where I. Well, my, <laughs> and, uh, it was. And it's still like just like at the right time, like that. It's just. They lead up to this part, and you think, "Oh God, this movie's really gonna like go over the line and like really be not groundbreaking, but maybe become." And it walks up, the movie, I guess, walks a fine line of being a, a character of itself. But you thought, I just for some reason, I thought like, "Oh, well, this might be like a saving grace to this if like they yeah. actually do this to this person, and then you watch them try to maintain some sort of like humanity Here's, afterwards." Uh, hearing that scene like, <laughs> when you first started, I thought you were talking about. Like the character's gonna have some weird jungle rainforest like sex scene, mm. but then you started talking about <laughs> female genital mutilation, well, and, like, you're, and yeah. you're like, and that's like this a theme of the movie too. What like, I'm on board for? That's the girl's in class in the beginning of the movie, and she's our teacher's teaching her about that, and like that's that like sparks her interest in joining this activist group. Oh, so like they kind of try to bring that back full circle. 
with having her be in that position of getting it getting done to her. Now, now that I think about it, I think the first 20 minutes in the movie was like created just so they could show the <laughs> yeah. class scene. I think I think that <laughs> might when, be true. When you walk out of a horror movie, you don't want to walk out going, I really learned a lot. <laughs> in that movie like you want to walk out with like a weird smile on your face like i watched that dude's head explode right and like with hot like a movie like hostile like the scenes where like he's like in the chair and he's got the gag ball in his mouth and he's like he's so scared that he's puking yeah and it's like and you're you're like scared for him and like the guy takes the drill and puts the drill in his leg yeah yeah it's tendons like like that is like i I know it's not for everybody but like yeah but you in that moment, you like picture yourself in that moment, and you're like, "Right, I would be terrified if this was happening to me." And this movie just didn't give me that feeling at all. Yeah, that's what a horror movie yeah, is supposed that's to do. Is like, you're supposed to have a holier than thou, like while you're watching, you're like, "I would have done things so differently." <laughs> right. You know, and uh, Eli Roth's earlier movies like uh, Hostel and what was the other one? Cabin Fever. Cabin. Oh, I never saw Cabin Fever. Oh, it's great. It's a great. Um. Uh, they were good at like the shock value of a of a movie where like that scene where the dude stands up in the chair when his Achilles are yeah. cut. And just can't I walk. can still picture that. And it's been like ten years since that movie came out. Like that is a memorable scene. But this just sounds Yeah. Bore like boring and Exactly unnecessarily unfun. I mean, I, yeah, I was just hoping to be entertained, and I wasn't. I, I felt like there was, like, elements to develop a, a really good, suspenseful movie there, where the one, the a big majority of the movie, they're, they're like, locked in a cage. Right. And they're being dragged out, and I thought Almost they, like livestock. Yeah, and I mm. thought, like, they could have really, like, created, like, oh, who's next kind of thing, instead of they're in there talking about, you know, they're constantly trying to find a way out of there, which is, I guess, what you would do. But they're not really. Every time that cage opens, some you know you could be next. They didn't really get into that no. at all, and I thought that yeah, was the I'll part that really like left. So recently, I watched Bone Tomahawk. Right? Did you see that yet? Yeah, yeah. Did you see Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that movie establishes cannibal indigenous people in five seconds, <laughs> right? And then. You know, there's no question about what's going on, and then they're not in the cages for very long in that movie. But you're afraid for the, all the characters. You're like, who are they? There, and there's not that many, and they're like, who are they coming for? And this sounds like there's like 14 guys in a cage, and every 10 minutes they're gonna pull another guy out. All right, but yeah, check it out if you want. I Ray, wouldn't recommend it. That's about as close to a don't watch it as <laughs> Ray is gonna get. Uh, Matt. Hi. What did you see this week? I watched The Infiltrator. It's a uh, movie starring Brian Cranston and John Leguizamo. Oh, yeah. Okay. When you said it earlier, I couldn't think of what it was. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was pretty good. Uh, it, it wasn't great. Uh, the acting in it is pretty phenomenal. I mean, they're, both these guys are on the top of their game. Uh, for those of you who don't know anything about the movie, it's uh, it's about a U.S. Customs official uh, who uncovers a money laundering scheme and has to go undercover uh, in the drug lord cartel of Pablo Escobar. The Medellin cartel. Yes. 
Oh, the Vinny Chase classic. <laughs> Medellin. <laughs> yes. Um, Vinny and Johnny Chase. Yeah, Johnny Chase. Johnny Chase also was a star on that as well. But uh, this movie is directed by Brad Furman, who his oh, previous yeah. works were uh, Runner, Runner, and The Lincoln Lawyer. I think they're probably the two most famous. Lincoln Lawyer is a good movie. I haven't seen either of those. I heard Runner, Runner, Runner is, is garbage. That's the Paul Walker one, right? No, it's uh, Justin Timberlake and... Uh, Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck, yeah. Oh, it's like a ga- offshore gambling yeah, ring. That yeah, that movie's no good. It's no good. But no Lincoln good. Lawyer, great movie. This movie was was pretty good. Uh, I have to say that it would have been a lot better if Narcos did not exist, mm. uh, because they. Not to compare this to a two season, twenty episode television series, but where they can develop characters a lot more. But they don't develop a lot of. There's not a lot of character development between the John Leguizamo and uh, Brian Cranston character, and they're partners in the movie. Uh, the movie, you know, really focuses on Brian Cranston, in the and he's going sort of like a Donnie Brasco, where he's going in between his family and he's he's meshing his family life with the drug cartel life in certain parts. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but John Leguizamo, I think, in this movie, he. And many things that he's in steals every single scene that he's in this movie. And you honestly, at some point, just want to watch the John Leguizamo character uh, going undercover and and doing these these like stings. Uh, he is every scene he is in is strong and fantastic. Uh, whereas like the Brian Cranston storyline, kind of it gets a little. It gets a little like boring at times. Like it, you know, they bring in a a undercover wife, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they develop that slowly. But and it gets there to where you're caring about both of them. Uh, so but, it's not his actual wife. No, so his actual wife. There's a really, I think the best scene in the whole movie. Spoiler, uh, is he's taking he comes home from work and he's taking his uh, wife out to her or their anniversary dinner. He doesn't realize it's her anniversary. Anyway, he scrambles. They go to dinner, and he sees someone from the drug cartel at dinner. So, so are, they, are they living in Colombia? They're, they're living in Miami. Oh, okay, Miami. And uh, so he's got to maintain his, you know, his under his, you know, his undercover uh, identity, and kind of turns it on a like like on a dime, and becomes a real asshole. I don't know if I could say that on this podcast, but it's rated uh, explicit. Okay, great. Um, he becomes like a real asshole to the the waiter. Right, take it easy with sorry, the my God. You get one. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> but because the waiter brings out a happy anniversary cake, and this the drug cartel, the the drug dealer knows Brian Cranston as being married to this other woman, and Brian Cranston starts screaming and hollering in the middle of his restaurant about the woman it being his his secretary and it being her birthday and some smashing the waiter's face in the cake and it's pretty unnerving to watch actually it's a little humiliating and degrading and I think that's what they're going for anyway the movie itself it you know it is it it's it, like it is what it is it's not a great movie it's not going to be like goodfellas and this is this is based on a true story i believe so yes uh Benjamin Bratt? Oh. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
you know, way to bring, way to bring up bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we'll get to Ray's <laughs> random request. <laughs> he he, uh, he plays a a high uh, ranking drug dealer in the movie, and what the the final scene of like one of the final scenes in the movie, you really see how well Brian Cranston is at his undercover job and befriending these people to where they're risking their freedom and their lives to attend uh things like you know like a party and stuff like you know parties uh just to be around him uh but all in all yeah I would say check it out uh it's it's pretty good it's not again it's not like a Scorsese Goodfellas casino movie but it doesn't well, what is? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't like strive for that. There's not like crazy shot sequences in this movie, but I would say watch this movie specifically for the acting of mm. Brian Cranston, uh, and I mean John Leguizamo should be getting more leading roles, uh, and should have been getting getting more leading roles. I I think in the last like ten years, uh, and in this movie, he he just he steals the show. All right, cool. All right. Yeah. Great. Uh, I kind of felt that way about um, Trumbo, oh. the uh, last big Brian Cranston acting movie. I thought that the acting in the movie was phenomenal, but the story was kind of weak. Um, which is a, which is a shame because you gotta, if you get the story and and his acting, because he's at the top of his game, you gotta, you gotta, gotta let lock. the guy do his thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I'm sorry to. I'm sad to hear that. I was looking forward to, to seeing Maybe a cool triumph. Yeah, I mean, I would say he's not bashed. Sounds like sounds like he hated it. Here's yeah. the thing: I would say see the movie for the acting. Uh, Brad Furman as a director, he's not. You know, he's not going to don't he's watch this blow movie. You away. Yeah, he's not P.T. Anderson. He's not Wes Anderson. He's not going to have some cre- you know, some crazy, amazing... Wes Anderson. What about Paul Thomas Anderson? Is he... P.T. P.T. Anderson. Wasn't there like a different... No, there's there's, there's also a Paul... And- Paul... Paul W. Anderson? Paul W. Yeah. Anderson yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, he does like the video game movies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Uwe Bull retired, by the way. Yeah. Oh, sad day. Oh, yeah. Man. Never going to get it's that Charlie. blood ring. Charlie's boy. Yeah. He likes him? I don't know. I'm, just making I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. <laughs> he seems like a Yui Bull, man. <laughs> He bashes movie and he fights oh, you. Man, they're not even fun to watch. No. Like I like bad movies. All right, Matt. Great selection for your oh. first time out. Thank you. I this week watched classic film from 1977 about 10 times this week. Uh I saw The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh <laughs> many many times. Uh, I have a daughter who is about a year and a half years old. That's not a sentence. I have a daughter who is about a year and a half, and she loves this movie. Um, in the in the way that my son likes liked Iron Man and Wall-E, so it has been on nonstop. Um, in fact, I have a fun anecdote that I'm going to tell. Okay. Um. So. We're sick of this movie in our house now. We don't want to watch Winnie the Pooh anymore. Uh, and my daughter comes over to me, and she she gets up on my face, and she has her pacifier in, and she goes, Pooh, because that's how she says she wants to watch Pooh. And I go, no, we're not watching Pooh anymore. And she goes, gets an angry look on her face, and she goes, Pooh. And I go, no, we're not watching Winnie the Pooh. We're watching something else. And she 
looks at me, gives me a stare and huffs and walks away. And I know where she's going. She's going to get her little stuffed Winnie the Pooh doll that's, uh, or a stuffed animal that's on the chair in the other room. She goes and grabs it, comes back into our bedroom, climbs up onto the bed, comes over to me, and hits me with the bear and goes, Pooh! <laughs> As if I didn't get the message clear enough. And then I caved and we watched Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Sounds like you are bullied. Uh, a little bit. It's tough to tough to say no to the little girl. Uh, so Winnie the Pooh is the story of a bear who lives in the Hundred Acre Woods. Oh, he doesn't have a big brain, which they say constantly. <laughs> oh, um, and he has friends. Poor Pooh. Um, piglet. Oh, bother. Uh, rabbit. <laughs> owl. Tigger, Kanga, and Rue. Um, basically, they're all just figments of the imagination of a very lonely boy named Christopher Robin, who is. They're all based on real people, right? Yeah. From what I from what I understand, Christopher Robin is the son of the the original Arthur, yeah, uh, A. E. Milner or something like that. Or I should do research. Yeah. That's why we have maybe come here. Media. Maybe come here a little more prepared. Yeah, maybe we're, we're I'm not here to talk about come books, back. right? I'm here to talk about the movie, um, which was directed by <laughs> John Lounsbury and one other. Uh, and the writer and the writer of the book is A. A. Milne. I was I was right. Um, anyway, uh, this is a charming movie. It's real quick. Um, as we see right there, it's an hour and 14 minutes long. Uh, and it's basically five or six real short stories, uh, from Winnie the Pooh books, just in an animated form. Uh, the animation style I think is great. It has that sort of late seventies kind of style, but not quite, you know, when Tom and Jerry started getting bad, mm -hmm. like when the, when it got real seventies and the art got weird looking yeah. it's like right before that happened as far as like u.s uh animation style goes and the the movie is is charming it's 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 funny and it doesn't pull any punches with with the kids like they're the characters make decisions and you know they have to deal with them in a cartoonish kind of way like winnie the pooh rides a balloon up to get honey out of a tree um and he's he's wearing black paint because he says he's a rain cloud which will make the bees hide and stuff and then it it washes off and we all learn about hiding who we are. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't make it. I couldn't it Sounds make like it. it really had a a really strong effect on you. Yeah. It's uh I don't want to watch Winnie the Pooh anymore. So you're just going to talk about it. So I'm talking about it in in a hope that this will be the end of it. Um, so we're not not because it's a bad are. movie, but because not you've be just seen it too many times. I don't want to watch Winnie the Pooh anymore. <laughs> and um, but it's it's fine. It's it's a totally it's totally fine. I still don't understand. Whatever. Um. So anyway, Winnie the Pooh, he. He he wants to get honey out of the tree, but the bees sting him. <laughs> There's another one where it's a very blustery day, 
which means it's very windy and and the owls thanks for the definition of blustery <laughs> down. and um oh that's one thing when when oh, okay so al a character in the story he's a big owl he lives in a tree and during the blustery day while piglet and Pooh are visiting him his house gets knocked over by the wind it's very upsetting for for al and eeyore who yeah, is I'm just going to ask you. I don't think you mentioned Eeyore yet. Oh, yeah. And Eeyore, the, yeah. the donkey suffering from severe <laughs> depression. Um, oh, yeah. That's another thing. Um, I have all these things I meant to talk about, and now I'm remembering them. Every one of the characters kind of represents a different human emotion. Okay. Like Pooh is, you know, like that childlike wonder. Piglet is like worried and, and timid. Rabbit is like that. Um, uh, Overly cautious. I don't want to do anything wrong. Owl is very wise because he's an owl. Eeyore suffers from crippling depression. Uh, Tigger is, you know, like joy, and 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 Kanga is like child, and and his mom Kanga is, you know, like that uh, just adult kind of mindset. And this, these are all the personas that fill the mind of Christopher Robin, who is the real life boy that hangs out with these guys uh anyway so al's house falls over and eeyore comes over and he says i'll find your new house and they all they all kind of just go yeah great okay and then about 20 minutes later like the story continues eeyore just shows up and says i found you a new house and eeyore Gives him Piglet's house. <laughs> Where's Piglet supposed to live? They don't know. Piglet just kind of goes along with it. Piglet's he's, homeless, essentially. Well, Pooh says you can live with me. Oh, uh, okay. But Eeyore, everybody feels bad for Eeyore and Al, so that when he just gives away something that's not his, they all just go along with it, including Piglet. But they all feel good about it because they're all friends. So essentially, it's more of like a dark comedy. A little bit. It's you know, little, and it can go next level for adults. You could re, you really could it. break this down, right? And I will. So the next story. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stop. And next week when I watch Winnie the Pooh again, I'll bring it up. It'll become our new Batman, yeah. Superman, Suicide we'll Squad. It. Yeah. But uh, many adventures of Winnie the Pooh definitely worth checking out once, but not over and over and over again. Well, that brings us to the next segment of our show where we answer last week's Ray's Random Request, which, Matt, okay. you already brought up, which was, let me see if I can get the correct verbiage. Which is always a little shaky, my verbiage. Uh, is there an actor or actress you just don't care for? And um, I didn't have an answer last week, but I do now, and it's Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> I I can't stand Benjamin Bratt in in anything in anything. Anytime Benjamin Bratt shows up, I go, oh, here we go. It's Benjamin. It's Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. Here he is. Just his name is just annoying. Yeah. Like, is that his real name or is that like his stage name? Because that's his stage name. That's a terrible choice. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like a superhero name. But he's in so many good things. 
but whenever he sh- but he's in way more bad things. But whenever he shows up, I always I'm always ugh, great. Benjamin Bratz here. Like I just recently started watching Modern Family. Yeah, I'm seven years behind on that. Right. <laughs> and he shows up in season two, and I go, oh, he's gonna be a recurring character. And he is. He just keeps <laughs> showing up on the show. Like every three episodes, he just shows up again. But he was in a movie where he played a poet, like a famous poet. And it was, you know, Edgar Allan Poe. No, I'm trying to find the name. Oh, uh, Pinero. I'm saying it wrong. Wasn't any good. That's a place you buy bread. <laughs> the movie itself is like really good, and he is, you know, adequate. But that's all I can say. I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and there's a lot of shitty movies. A lot of well, there's some really good movies in here, like Traffic. Yeah, Traffic. Uh, good movie. But he's uh, like smaller roles and all yeah, that. Yeah, like Demolition Man. He was. Oh yeah. He's in that. Yeah, he's in it. He's in it. He's. <laughs> yeah, he's he's there. He's there. That's when he was like, wasn't he married? Oh god, wasn't he married to uh, Sandra Bullock at one point? Was he? Or it was Julia he was, Roberts? Did, didn't we talk about this? <laughs> we did, about this last <laughs> we did not week. look into it. it. We didn't look into it at all. Um. Yeah. Whatever. Well, all right. Do we get any responses? We got a couple responses. Uh, Jill says. Uh, she chooses Cameron Diaz. Jill Jill cannot stand Cameron Diaz. Good one. And I could not disagree more. As <laughs> I, see, I could see women not liking Cameron Diaz. Uh, she used to be number one. Oh, in, the ma- in the mask. Yeah, yeah. Now she looks like she's wearing a clown mask. And she's cute and there's and, something about Mary too. Yeah. She married she's a uh, passable actor. She does a good job. Isn't she married to like Benji from Good Charlotte? Yeah, I think she is. Oh. Yeah. Where she's like... Two heads taller than yeah, because he's like, like five two, twice as old, which is fine. She's good, which in is fine. Gangs yeah. in New York. Uh, she's good in uh, Vanilla Sky. She's briefly in that, but I like her in Van- I like Vanilla Sky. A lot of people Vanilla hate Sky's that movie, good. but I love Vanilla Sky. I like that movie. Um, <laughs> another uh, answer from Matt is not you, Matt, a different Matt. Yeah. There's many uh, of us out there. He says Toby Maguire. He hates Toby Maguire. Oh, okay. Wow. Doesn't like Spidey? No, I guess not. Cider House does not rule for him, I guess. More like Cider House drools. <laughs> oh wow. Am I right? Um wasn't he was that movie Brothers he was in with uh Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, I never saw that. That's the one where Yo, the guy an, comes that's back. That's a good movie. That's a good movie, man. That's a very I I forgot about that movie. And he's good in it. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. I think that's a movie like I saw in theaters. I liked it and I haven't seen it since. He's not very good in The Great Gatsby, but I mean No. Or uh what about Sea Biscuit? Uh, he's good in that uh, movie. I hated Sea Biscuit. Uh, I hated that whole movie. I haven't movie. seen it in so long. I don't He's just obnoxious. Um, Any other responses? No, nope, that's all we got that's this it? week. Yeah, it's kind of like a good question. Yeah. Well, we had another question. Oh, what was that? Which was? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Dan's question, right? We had a different question than that. Okay. Um, we did not get any responses for Dan's question. Oh wait, wait, wait! That was a good question hold on. too. Wait, the one, ab- the one about uh, the scene, name yeah. the scene in a bad movie that you like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on, Dan actually answered your question. I think. Let me. Uh, I gotta pull all this. I, stuff. Can I have? Can I weigh oh, in with please, an actor? Oh please! Thank God. Uh, Matt, do you do you have an actor that you before just before we get to Matt's thing? Uh, yeah. Benjamin Bratt did did date Julia Roberts at one point. Oh okay, it was yeah. Julia Roberts. Yeah. Thank you for correcting us. <laughs> <laughs> 
on his love life. Uh, it's much better than his acting resume. Uh, I don't like uh, Joey Pants. Joe, Joe Pantoliano? I do not like him in anything. Mm, okay, interesting. I feel What's like the last thing he was in? Memento, maybe. I have no idea, but... And the Goonies is terrible. He's in the Sopranos. Oh, uh, he's good in the Goonies. He plays that awful guy. Maybe he's just so good that at playing guys that you're not supposed to like that you don't like him. He tur- he uh he turns and he's always a bad guy. He's a bad guy, memento, sort of. He's a bad guy in uh the Matrix, sort of. He's always like the sort of bad guy. I liked him in the Matrix. Yeah. I liked yeah, him in the Sopranos in Matrix, too. He was yeah. kind of a bad guy in that show though. I kind of got away from that show right right around when he showed up. Yep, see? He has a, you know. Uh, not that I didn't want to watch anymore. They Turned just they just stopped coming out on DVD, and I stopped getting them for free then. Mm. Sorry, um, Joey Pants. So Dan did not have an answer for actor he doesn't like, but he totally agrees with you that Tom Hiddleston is like a slime, slime ball with delicate hands. <laughs> He's quoting you there. You said that last week. Um, but we had... Another question, which was, do you have any favorite moments from this week in film uh, from over the past year? Oh, yeah. And uh, Ray or Dan says his favorite moment is from when Charlie was talking about his trauma films internship about the melon heavy women, which, <laughs> which just kills me. Did he intern with Lloyd Kaufman? He did. Well, I, or no, I, he worked there. I did not know that. So, yeah, I we would did love... a whole episode about him yeah because we talked about one of the movies and he explained his whole experience there. That sounds like a pretty good podcast. I should... And then uh, yeah, you should check out <laughs> check, check out, out the show. It's <laughs> doing really well. Um, and Jill says her favorite moment is recently when we sang the theme song. Like, <laughs> well, uh, like I think it was you and Tony were just going. <laughs> <laughs> Blood Gulch? Yeah, Blood Gulch. So those are all the responses from our many questions. I think we're going to let Dan's question ride, a, ride yeah, another week because that's a good... That was a good question, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get more answers for that. He also agreed with me that Fire in the Sky is a movie that yeah, feels like a TV... I almost watched that this week, so I maybe in the next coming weeks I'm going to I'm gonna watch have it. You... That, that, I've never seen it. Oh, wow. No, and... Uh, I have a funny story about that movie. Okay, oh, good. Uh, in the fifth grade, uh, that movie was coming out on VHS, and I was having like a part, like a sleepover party. It sounds very weird, but a bunch of my buddies called, were gonna like slumber party. Slumber party. There you go. And uh, me, my stepfather and I drove around to five different video stores to rent that movie, and then me and my friends watched it, and. It was not all I remember is the jelly scene. Yeah, was, that's all. Any, that's all you need to remember. Yeah, uh, it's just you know, there's yeah, the syrup pouring in his talks, mouth. Yes, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so and I don't know what. The, it really does feel like it. Like it's really good actors in that movie. Uh, they're not good in that movie, but uh, you know, it just feels. If they like, made that movie today. Billy Crudup would be in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, that's a very accurate. Like when you when there. you try to remember the movie, you're like. I'm sure Billy Crudup was in this. Yeah, D.B. Sweeney, Robert Patrick from Fresh like Hot Off the T2. Robert Patrick is Yeah, in the he's wow, like the supporting yeah. actor in that movie. I need to watch that again. And at the same time, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It, it does feel like a television movie. Yeah, but that uh, the, the, the scene is... Yeah, everybody keeps talking about the scene. It. When he yeah. wakes up. Well, with the needle 
Well, the, yeah, there's you know, oh. like all that stuff. I remember him pulling like a tube out of his mouth and just being like weird jelly all over him. Yeah. And he wakes up with the the syrup pouring down his mouth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that, that guy's yeah. what calls this is like PTS. Yeah. The flashback. All right, well don't ruin it for me. Even though <laughs> so, it's a movie that came oh, out. Oh sorry, Ray. Like spoiler. Twenty years ago. Now, yeah. All right, so Ray, what's this week's Ray's random Ray quest? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the show. Don't laugh. Great. Uh, so we, I was talking about Green Inferno and uh, how uh, I was expecting there to be like, you know, a scene that like really s- stuck with me. Like we were talking about like Hostel with the, you know, when the, he's throwing up with the gag ball in his mouth or the when they slices Achilles tendons. And even you said, Nick, you still remember that. Mm-hmm. So what is a particular gruesome scene. It doesn't have to be like something that was violent, but like a scene that really in a movie that really stuck with you. Uh, like something that was either gory or like scary, like something that was scary, like a scary scene from a horror movie. Just a scene that you can always remember from, from a film that just always sticks with you. So that's my question this week. Yeah, I'd have to go with that Achilles tendon for me. Yeah. Matt. Uh, what Oh, you have an answer? No, I'm going to have to yeah. get back to you next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's a weekly question. Matt, oh, um, what is this week's Matt's Meticulous <laughs> Exam Matination? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know what you just asked me there, but do I get to uh, ask a question? You can ask like? a movie question of, of our audience. All right. I will ask. <laughs> Matt's Meticulous Exam Matination. Thank you for the lead-in. Yep. Twice. Um, Matt, and it's meticulous. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is your favorite line and or like line and response in a movie? Okay. I okay. Tell you mine next week. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you just tell, our, tell yours right now? Yeah. Set people up. Yeah. Give an example oh. for the people okay. out there. Uh, my favorite line in any movie that I like to repeat I guess. I'll have another one next week as well, but right now is in Apocalypse Now. Uh, there is a scene where Martin Sheen asks where, he says, where's your CEO? And another soldier turns on him and goes, it ain't you? Mm. And just I think that really depicts the war in Vietnam as very being very confusing. Right. Uh, by all depiction, you know, by all, you know, the historical counts yes yeah. thank you uh yeah so i that's something to think about for next week and please get back to us i have a i have a response just off oh, the top yeah, of my head go for oh it. here we go um in uh the monster squad which have you ever seen the monster Fa- squad, uh yeah. yeah okay shane black master exactly uh at the end when uh all the shit's going down in the middle of the square there and uh check out this week in film video edition number eight right yeah that's the last uh, one and, that we've done. And Rudy's walking towards the towards the uh, towards know, the vampire. Going, yeah. And they go, Rudy, where are you going? He goes, I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. That is an awesome line. It's fantastic. I don't have I don't have an answer <laughs> right now. I'm stuck on uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, when Tigger jumps on <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, and he says, "Who are you?" And he's like, I'm Winnie the Pooh. And Tigger says, what's a poo? Good times. 
I like, I like okay. your Okay, uh, good times We watched a lot of Winnie the Pooh Thanks for noticing yeah. <laughs> um, Alright Well, if, Any plugs this week, Ray? No, I got nothing Matt, Matt you got anything to plug? Uh, you check, take pictures of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, check out my Instagram uh, <laughs> Or my website uh, MattVitri.com or my Instagram spell it. Spell at Matt Vitri. Spell it for the people. Oh, it's uh, M A T T, Matt, for those of you at home. Uh, Vitri, V I E T R I. Vietri. Yes. Vietri. Yes. Is, is that Italian? Yeah. Nice. It's from Vitri, Italy. Oh. It's a place. Got a couple Italian. Wait, here. so it's from a place called Vietri, but your last name is spelled pronounced veteran it's that old Mike Pabigula joke in, in so Italy it's pretty yeah it's uh in Italy it's pronounced Vietri uh, in, in America you're oh you know Ellis Island when the immigrants came over there so I last names got put you're right. technically correct if we're speaking Italian it's the best here. kind of correct I didn't know we were in the Godfather <laughs> and you and I were going to speak Italian to each other while <laughs> oh, <laughs> what does that mean again there are five people in your car <laughs> yeah um all right. He was so annoying. Check out Charlie's book, Boy Zero. Uh, should be in stores soon. Should be in stores today. Oh, wow. Should, is today the second? Should yeah. be in your local comic book store today. If it's not, demand it. Right. No order for you. Um, uh, but other than that, if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week. Oh, wait. Shit. Hold on. The show's not over. Thanks for listening to us on the Podcast <laughs> Radio, Radio Network. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> We're here every Wednesday night at 1030 right after Let's Talk Flicks. If that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>